You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Daryl starts off this hour in California. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good. How can we help? I'm wondering why the saving for kids college is part of the baby steps. I don't know. I don't quite understand why I should hand my kids that um, that luxury. Just give it to them. I feel like if I build in the expectation that they can work at it and do it themselves, then it'll mean more and it'll actually get them further in their life and their career. So I don't understand why that's in the baby steps. Okay. Well, I, I don't disagree that um, a lot of what you're saying is true. Um, the, uh, but I will put out, I mean, you can teach people, uh, you, yes, if you work your way through and if you learn self-reliance and uh, you and I are cut out of the same kind of cloth. Uh, I, I don't disagree with your sentiment at all. Um, the other thing, though, is uh, uh, I've actually proven that paying for your kid's college doesn't ruin them because I paid for mine and mine are all three very productive, very ambitious, scratch claw, have good work ethic, good character, love God, love their spouses, take care of their kids and so on. They all three turned out. So I didn't ruin them by paying for their college, but obviously I installed the things you and I are both concerned about into their walk as, as their dad along the way so that by the time they got to college, I didn't do that. But are you under a moral obligation to pay for their college? No, that's not why it's in the baby steps. Uh, if you don't want to, under the auspices of what you're saying, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think you're fine doing that. Uh, but right. but I, I would disagree to say it's the only way they turn out, is if you make it make the road hard for them. That's not true. No, I agree, I agree with that, yeah. Well, and we meet so many parents who are, you know, they have students in high school and they wish that they could pay for their kids' education, but they didn't think about it in advance. So this really kind of gets people thinking early on, if that's a desire for them to pay for their kids' college education, um, it gets them thinking early on, you know, how are we going to do this financially? How can we save in the right way in order to make that dream a reality? And of course, it's not, not every parent wants to pay for their kids' education. You know, a lot of people get scholarships. I, I had to pay for college on my own. And that's the journey for a lot of people, but a lot of parents do want to pay for it. And then they get to the, you know, junior and senior year and it's kind of a little bit too late in their savings plans. So then their kids end up in a lot of student loan debt. That's why student loan debt is one of the largest debts in America right now. So it's really just trying to help students avoid that. Yeah, the, the, right. exactly. So I, Christine and I would both agree with you. We both did the thing. I mean, her, her dad passed away when she was a little girl and so her mom was a single mom. And uh, so she, her only way to go to college, her mom sat her down and said, we got to get scholarships. So she became the America's leading scholarship expert in the process and got a half a million dollars worth and scratched and clawed and not only got a degree, but got a, a postgraduate degree and took care of every bit of it herself. Her mom didn't pay a dime of it. And it didn't hurt her. Yeah, it's one totally. of the reasons she's able to sit here at this table at her young age, because she's, she's got the stuff, you know, that you're talking about, Daryl. So that's all really, really good. And so I would agree with you that there is no moral construct that requires them to be in the baby steps. But you would have to agree with me that the vast majority of people say, I would like to save something and help my kid go to college. And so we need to give them a vehicle, a place to do that, an order in which to do that. And that's why it's baby step five. But it's not baby right. step four. Yeah, you I have to save it, honestly. Do what? 
Honestly, I just can't. It's not financially responsible for me to be saving for that. It's too, there's too much else that that I need. Those numbers need to go somewhere else. I mean, I'm still 12 years out plus even, but there's no way it'll pencil out. I mean, I could save some toward that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. that's okay too. I just, no, I just, yeah. But it's not there. It's not it's there to guilt trip you and say you're a bad dad. Do it. It's not. It's not. It's not to say you're a bad dad if you don't. Well, and there's no shame in saying right. you can't. I mean, that's what my mom said to me. Is like she just couldn't. But even afford if I it. could, should I? <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> it's it is not a moral obligation. And you, no, to to okay. your point, it's right. Now, I will tell you this: if you're going to be the dad or mom that says. Um, I can, but I'm not going to because I want you to be able to, to, to hoe this row, so to speak. I want you to be able to push through this. I want you to learn hustle. I want you to learn grind. And, and the lessons you're going to get from the being able to pay for it are as valuable as the le- things you learn. If you're that dad or mom, which is how you started out the conversation, Daryl, and I, again, one more time, don't disagree with you. What you do have in that situation, the, uh, the moral obligation as a parent you do have is you need to show them how they can do it. Talk to them about right. getting good grades so they can get scholarships. Talk to them about choosing a college that's affordable, not a super expensive right. college that they can't afford. Talk to them about studying something that matters. Don't get a degree in left-handed puppetry and then end up as a yeah, barista exactly. with $200,000 in student Art loan degree. debt. You know, talk to them about uh, hard work and working and working and working and working and working and working and working. I worked 40 to 60 hours a week for four years while I went through school. And I didn't die from exactly. it, and it's not child abuse. Exactly. Yeah, and that was, I'm right there with you, Dave. That was one of my thoughts is just one of the best gifts that my mom gave me when she told me that she couldn't afford my education, the fact that she sat down with me after that and said, okay, so this is where we are financially. I can't pay for your college, but she there was are a coach and a cheerleader. Exactly. She walked me through it. She gave me ideas. She, she helped just say, challenge me. Good luck with that. Right. Sorry about your luck. Or she didn't wait till senior year and then say, "Sucks oh. to be you." Yep. Yeah. No, it didn't. Do, yep. Didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to You got to walk with them and say, "Okay, listen. Here's the reason I'm doing this. I want you to get some calluses on your hands." Here's the reason I'm doing this. I can't do it. Here's the reason we're doing this. It's good for you to learn how to problem solve. Now, I'm going to walk with you. I'll help you with the problem solving. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I'll be your biggest coach. I'm going to push you. I'm going to love you. Uh, and, and if you can do that, then, you know, you may you may end up with a really positive result out of this with some kids particularly. But um, And by the way, all three of my kids, while I paid for their school, worked while they were in school. If because they, they were on a tight budget and they didn't have a bunch of money to screw around with, if they wanted to go do something else, they had to come up with the money to do that. And so, like my youngest, who's one of our top executives at Ramsey today, many years later, uh, he's still the Ramsey family uh, mattress expert because he worked at a mattress <laughs> store. So anytime we need to know something about mattresses, we ask Daniel because he knows awesome. all about mattresses. He learned all about because he sold the crud out of them. I mean, he was good good mattress salesman. They, they, they didn't like it when he graduated because they lost one of their best salesmen. So, um, you know, it doesn't, none of this hurt. It's a good thing. Hey, hang on, Daryl. I'm going to send you a copy of the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I'm going to send it to you free. And it coaches you through and coaches how to go to college debt-free if your parents aren't paying for any of it. And uh, it can be done. It can certainly be done. Um, I think it's important to circle back to that last call for just a second because I really – appreciated where Daryl was coming from on a couple of different fronts. 
One is it's not a moral obligation for you to pay for your children's college education. You haven't been a bad parent if you didn't. And two, uh, if you're in a position like your mom or like Daryl was saying, he was having trouble putting the money together. Um, you're, we need to say really, really loudly, but since it's not a moral obligation, you're not a bad parent. It's not like you didn't feed them. It's not like you didn't clothe them. It's not like you didn't keep the heat on. Now, those are your responsibilities. Hello, uh, moms and dads, right? But paying for stuff for them, you know, it's a, it is, he called it a luxury. It is a luxury. And so the number of times I've been sitting at the end of a stage after a seminar signing books and a lady, particularly ladies, I see it will come up that are single moms and they're just overwhelmed with the weight of that. They're a bad mom mm. because they have no money to pay for their kid's college because they're, I mean, they're working three jobs just to eat a lot of times. And then, the, then somehow the culture has put this thing on them. If you don't save for college, you're a bad mom. Yeah. Your mom's, <laughs> she's, she's uh, more like me. She's like, I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> I don't have any money. And so we're going to figure this out, you know, but she, she wasn't burdened by guilt. I don't think. No, I don't think that was her style <laughs> or is her Not style. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I, I see these people who are sweet and I'm not saying your mom's not sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're. They're, they're not coming at this with the same way Daryl was or your mom did. They're coming at it and going that the, the, the weight of, I you know, I've got a 16-year-old. I make $34,000 a year. I have no money. And thereby, I'm not paying for college. The arithmetic tells us that. And then they, they internalize this message that they're a bad mom or a bad dad. And you're just not. That's yeah. just not true. It's just not true. Well, and we even meet people who are, you know, towards the end of their baby step two, they're paying off debt and they just, they didn't know to save. They didn't plan to save early on. And they also feel that shame. They feel like, man. Yeah, they got a 16 year old and yeah. they're not going to have $200,000 saved. They're not going to have $100,000 yeah. saved yeah. In, in a year and a half before the kid goes to college. They're just not. So you have to do the other things. And so um, that's where the debt, the uh, debt-free degree book came from. And uh, it's helped a lot of people. Your book that you did, Confessions of a Scholarship Winner, I say mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Um, was the number one bestseller. And Christina, as we've told the story a hundred times, is half a million dollars worth of scholarships she went and scratched up. So this stuff can be done. And we talk about this a little bit, but probably not as much as I would have liked to have had in our documentary called Borrowed Future. In Borrowed Future, we dropped our first full-length film. Um, It became a big deal last year. Uh, It's still out there. You can still watch it on Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime. Um, And it's a full-length, you know, world-class documentary on the horrible condition of the student loan, the epic crisis that is the student loan industry. Right. Yeah. And it actually shows, you know, what's behind it, why it's so toxic, and also how to avoid it. It's such a cool documentary because it's like it shows not only people who are struggling with student loans and people who are just weighted down and really tells their stories, but it also, you know, shows students who did it a different way and kind of opens people's eyes to the fact that there are very different paths that you can go. If you've got a teenager and you need to watch Borrowed Future, yes. period. Well, that's the period. thing. It's like I've been working with high school students for so long. It's 
an amazing resource to have because so often you tell them the words. You say, you should avoid student loan debt. You're going to regret it if you go into debt. But to have actual stories and a visual picture of why the industry is toxic and people who are crying because of the debt that they took on and the, the pain that it's caused its life, it's, it's just such a powerful picture for a young person to see, to really paint out for them. Yeah, the Academy Awards of on-demand documentaries on the internet, which is one of the things that we are, obviously, we're a long-form documentary, is called the Webby Awards. I didn't know this, but I learned it recently. And it's presented by the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences. Well, there you go. The leading international awards organization that honors excellence on the internet. This year's Webby Awards received 14,000 entries from 50 states and 70 countries. Um, the uh, Our Borrowed Future, it's got Christina in it. It's got Dr. John Deloney in it. Uh, David Achico on our team was the producer on it. He pulled the whole thing together, director. Mike Rowe is in it. Our friend Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs is in it. Seth Godin, one of the best marketing minds on the planet, is in it. Um, and a bunch of real cases. And so you need to watch Borrowed Future tonight. But anyway, we ended up, I didn't know what it was, but now I do because it's really heavy and it's important. And we won the Yay! Webby Award. Yeah. So Borrowed Future is award-winning. Uh, the uh, We got the number one documentary in long form, Borrowed Future, right there. And so there's the Webby Awards, the big old spring. Pretty cool and uh, very heavy. I picked it up and I went, whoa, that thing's ridiculous. So pretty cool, though. I, I didn't know they existed, and I didn't know we uh, were up for an award, and then all of a sudden we are an award. So there you go. I like it. <laughs> That's incredible. So uh, it was the number one documentary uh, uh, for weeks on Google Play. It was the number one, number two documentary on Apple TV, and it was the number five documentary rent or buy category on Amazon Prime. So uh, a lot of viewership on it, and we're very, very proud of it, and uh, encourage you guys to check it out. Um, not because you need to help us or something. I mean, it's like $3 to watch it, and we get 27 cents or something. So it's not like we're getting rich off the thing. You don't make any money on these things. But the uh, it's not a money maker. But it is a it is a thing where we wanted to poke into this toxic culture and stir up a ruckus. And, buddy, it stirs up a ruckus. We have pissed some people off with this thing because these student loan people, man, they're freaking evil. The, the stuff they are doing behind the scenes is straight up it's out of some kind of book or something. I mean, it's like, I, it's hard to believe people actually do crap like that. To 18-year-olds. To 18-year-olds, yes. It is, a, it's a, it is a filthy, filthy business. And, uh, and you and I, the taxpayers, are, are guaranteeing these loans, which makes these goobers out there, these crooks, able to do this stuff. It's unbelievable. The, collect, the Navient people, the Sally Mae people, whew, Oh, you got to watch this thing, man. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. So, borrowed future. And, and the message overall is this. Number one, the borrow, message of borrowed future is student loans suck, and the people around them suck, so avoid this thing, okay? Number two, message is you can go to school debt-free. It is possible. And it has a whole lot to do, most of the time, with school choice, choosing one you can afford. And, um, you know, very few people ask when they're hiring you or when you're doing work with them or anything else what uh, where you went to school. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know where my doctor went to school. I don't know where my lawyer went to school. I don't know where my tax guy went to school. 
I know that they have been academically trained because they're licensed in those areas, but I really don't know where they went to school. All I want to know is, can you fix this? It's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.